now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly fresh. From our visit to the left coast, we cruised around California, uh, went and saw the launch of Northern Pacific Airways. That was quite a thing. Uh, if you didn't catch it, last week's show was pretty much uh, done entirely uh, from the event. And uh, yeah, they rolled out the red carpet, showed us their new plane, looked pretty impressive. We had a good time, didn't we, Dennis? Oh, we had a great time. I mean, we we didn't just uh, you know stick around uh, with the big jets. We even uh, did some exploring to some of the smaller general aviation fields while we were there too. So it was just a great time. You know, the weather was nice and uh, the people were friendly for the most part. Yeah. For the most part, we did have a little incident, but it just kind of made the whole California con- adventure complete. You know, no- nothing like being threatened with murder. <laughs> I don't know. It was a thing. Uh, it just happens these days. Yeah, depending on where you're uh, running around in California. But, you know, hey, uh, it was a, a good time. Uh, California was cranking uh, to the most part. I mean, it's it's not as open as Florida. I will definitely say that. But as far as from an aviation standpoint, it was, it was quite enlightening. I mean, uh, after the event with Northern Pacific Airways, we actually uh, went over to the FBO there at uh, San Bernardino at a beautiful facility, right? Oh, terrific facility. I mean, I, I was just uh, impressed. You know, you walk in there and it's, you know, nice, big, open, clean building with a full soda fountain and coffee and cookies and snacks. They have a movie theater for pilots while yeah. you're waiting. I it, mean, it is impressive uh, amenities they have at that FBO. But the best one, uh, which was a real eye opener, was when I asked the lady behind the desk, how much was uh, Avgas? And and she said it was like uh, just under five bucks. I'm like, what? How is well, that possible? It, it, well, it's uh, actually crazy. Is that it, the av gas there was less expensive than the unleaded car gas? Yeah, it's down nutty. the street. Uh, and and I don't know. Was that a one off? Did you ever uh, go back and check uh, all the fuel prices in California for av gas? Because that was just shocking to me. It made well, no sense. Because here in Orlando, <laughs> our home base airport. Uh, K-O-R-L, I mean, you know, uh, that FBO is charging like seven, eight bucks a gallon. Yeah, I think they do that just to keep uh, me out of there. But, <laughs> Maybe. You know, it's working. And it's a nice FBO, don't get me wrong, but uh, but that one that we were hanging with at uh, San Bernardino was at least as nice, if not even newer and fresher and cooler looking. And yeah, I was, that was, I was Lux of Air, um, it, just to give them a shout out, was mm-hmm. the FBO at San Bernardino. And I yeah. was, you know was very impressed and if i ever have an opportunity to get out there uh that is going to be my first choice absolutely yeah now we met the owner right that was the guy that we yes. met at the, and, uh, and we met him during the happy hour reception mm-hmm. at the mission inn as part of that yep. northern pacific airways thing so he said hey yo, we'll have to stop by your fbo check it out and we were thoroughly impressed uh so i don't know we're gonna we're gonna have to check on that app gas thing to see if that uh 
Well, I'm looking right now. Off. I just pulled it up on uh, on FlightAware, or yeah. sorry, not FlightAware, but SkyVector. I just wanted to see, you know, for current prices as of as of right now is four eighty five a gallon at San Bernardino. Wow. Uh, but you know, looking at Riverside just down the street, also in uh, you know the same sit or same basic area there, five ten. So that's not too terrible. No. Um, I mean, Taco Tuesday in Florida at Arcadia is not even that low, is it? Oh, it's just over, uh, just over four bucks a gallon right now at okay. the Arcadia. All right, but so I mean, Flabob, the little airport that we went to, also in Riverside, there by Mission Inn. Yeah, um, they're four eighty five. So the the price is right in line uh, with others in the Central Valley or the Inland Empire, as they like to call it. Right. But even if you start heading out, I mean, uh, you can go over to uh, San Gabriel. Uh, and they're five fifteen hmm. uh, cables four eighty nine. So they're they're definitely you know in the same ballpark. That's isn't that odd? Is that just me? I you wouldn't you think it would be way more expensive than there in California? I mean, as much as they pay for their gas, which was pretty much the same amount of money per right. gallon for unleaded, uh, it was pretty much in line the same price for Av gas in California. That was shocking to me. It was considering that when you go down to the Keys, we were paying you know what six seven dollars a gallon in the right. keys yeah and even more inland at orlando executive so uh yeah there's there's something wrong with that gas pricing yeah somebody's getting gouged somewhere and uh, i'm guessing it's not there or or they got some other you know fee that we're not aware of you know because we we're just uh, taking a quick visit but i don't know it was very uh, interesting from that perspective and maybe somebody listening right now can explain uh, you know, some element of it that we're missing. Like maybe there's some landing fees that they, you know, offset the fuel costs with. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it just seemed uh, very odd. But a really nice facility there in San Bernardino. And all the people, especially in the aviation world, were very nice. Everybody we met in California, with the exception of uh, just one guy, <laughs> wasn't very happy to see us for some reason. But, you know, there's crazies everywhere, right? <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Unfortunately, we seem to attract them. I don't know yeah, how. I have been called a psycho magnet. Present uh, company excluded, right? Well, no, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, it, it's uh, it was a good time and uh, very enlightening on many, many levels. And it won't be, uh, I mean, I, I look forward to going back. We got to go back there and do some more travels. We got some pictures up at justplainradio.com. You can check them out if you like. And, uh, you know, plan accordingly. But I have a feeling that won't be our last uh, run out to the west coast you think you'd go back oh, I, hope, I hope not yeah i want to go up back out there you know in may for the scuba diving show if nothing else right i only because uh we missed out on the magic castle and i was kind of looking forward to that i mean i had to pack a business suit and didn't get to use it that's, that's true kind of we had plans if you haven't heard of the magic castle it's a very exclusive uh entertainment complex that you have to be invited to uh, by somebody who's a member of the club. It's a very exclusive thing. And you got to dress up, wear a suit and the whole thing. But you got to know somebody who can get you in. We knew somebody who was going to get us in. We're going to have a nice night, the last night there in uh, California. And lo and behold, he had a little COVID issue. And that kind of put a, a damper on our plan. So we had to change. We had, we had to divert to uh, Seal Beach Island or Seal Beach Pier and hang out there with the guys. And we, had, we still had a good time, though. We just didn't see any magic. 
uh, I guess next. So we'll see that. For next apparently time. we saw the green flash. I didn't, but apparently a couple of people That's saw right. the green flash at the sunset. sunset on the pier. So you, I saw it right there with Vinny. Yeah. We, we had a good old time. I was going to, you can see the green flash. Just got to hold your Heineken bottle up to the sun, just at the right angle and at the right time. That's the trick. But well, that's uh, what I forgot. Exactly. It's Heineken. You can't do that with a Miller uh, Miller Light bottle there, uh, Dennis. Come or, on. or a Diet Coke bottle. Yeah, exactly. But the plastic doesn't work. You have to have the glass. Is that right. right. Now, as far as our travels uh, out there to California, we had to fly commercial. Maybe next time we'll try to do a, some kind of crazy cross country. But that's a bit of a haul all the way from Florida. But who knows? It could happen. With that gas prices the way we saw them, it might be doable. I don't know. But uh, we had no issues getting out there for the most part and getting back. It was pretty, you know, calm despite, you know, all the COVID issues that especially the West Coast is still trying to uh, navigate through. Uh, Dennis did have a little issue meeting me out there at LAX uh, like two days before we left. They canceled your flight, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just as a pro tip for travelers, if you do make commercial airline travels, make sure you get your airlines app and make sure you have those flights loaded into your app so you can kind of keep an eye on it. I just happened to go on to see, you know, if I could get a different seat or, you know, anything like that on, on the flight. And all of a sudden noticed that my flight was no longer in the app. Yeah, like, you couldn't find uh, it. It was like, uh, wait a minute, what's going wait on? Wait a minute. And sure and, enough, uh, they had canceled his flight. <laughs> Oops. And uh, he was a bit out of luck on that. But we were able to reschedule and get him out there just in the nick of time. So all went well regardless. All right, look, uh, we got more to cover from our Californian trip, including a clip that you'll hear next from our visit to Aircraft Spruce and Specialty. Stay close. Just Plain Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plane Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. 
nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hold on, who's flying the plane? It's an autopilot. I say these hands were takeoffs and landings. I mean, does a surgeon do the middle of an operation? Yes. You don't. If I could only, I could only fly. I drift with them in the space. And welcome back to Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Dennis. We are uh, in California, and we took this opportunity to stop by a company that you've spent big bucks with. Basically, you've sent the people that own this company, their kids through college, you think, Dennis, or what? I wouldn't say through college, but maybe uh, maybe one or two extracurriculars. So who do we have here? I'll let you do the intro. We are at the headquarters of Aircraft Spruce and Specialty in Corona, California, meeting with Rob Irwin, the grandson of the founder of Aircraft Spruce, and the current president and head honcho, big cheese, big kahuna. Okay. VP of marketing, but... Well, uh, we're hoping you'll take Big Kahuna. Is that what he, uh, you're That's getting what to? He gave me, but I'm related <laughs> to the Big Cheese, but not the Big Cheese at the moment. So, um, VP of marketing here. I work on uh, advertising, website, public relations type things. So, I'm glad to talk to you guys. Yeah, and he was nice enough to let us uh, come by, give us uh, the, the tour, of the facility here in Corona, California. Pretty impressive place. You got here, Rob. How many people are employed here at just this facility? Uh, this facility, we're up to about 125 now, including all the warehouse and phone staff and everybody else here. So uh, I think we started at probably 40 to 50 when we moved into this building. So we've grown quite a bit in those last 20 years. And you guys uh, are a staple in the aviation world. I mean, if you need an aircraft part for your plane, this is where it's usually shipped from for the most part. Some of it, I guess, is drop shipped from specific vendors and things like that. But the warehouse here at uh, Aircraft Spruce is, I don't know, how big? Uh, we're about 60,000 square foot here, including office, and the office is probably 10, so you're looking at 50,000 uh, warehouse square feet. So a lot of parts can fit on that floor. Well, and no doubt. And we walked around the warehouse, and, and I was like, ah, oh, these guys are the Amazon of aircraft parts. Uh, would you say there, Dennis? Uh, they certainly are. I mean, and it's very convenient for an aircraft owner or for a pilot because you don't have to go and shop all these different vendors. You can just simply go to Aircraft Spruce and get everything from a cotter key for your cowl flap to an engine mount to a spark plug to the latest private pilot training course, Greg. It's all available here. (laughs) So it's great because I could call up one order, one shipping, and I know it's going to get delivered to me. They have all the stuff generally in stock. Uh, It's it's fantastic. I could not have got the Mooney back up in the air as quickly if I would have had to source components from individual vendors. It would have been just too much work. Much easier to just go call up Spruce and place my order and sit back and watch the boxes roll in. Rob is a, uh, well, he's like me. He's a private pilot in training has you said 30 hours so i got a few hours on you and maybe a few years rob you hear what i'm saying (laughs) yeah i hear that yeah i'm about 30 hours into my training uh locally here at corona which is pretty convenient it's about five minutes down the road so i can pop over there pretty quickly get up in the air for an hour hour and a half and 
I'm moving along. I'm getting there. I'm probably, I would say, halfway, or I hope so at least. Hoping to wrap it up sooner than you probably have been in training, but we'll see how it goes. That sounded like a challenge. I heard it in his voice. But, you know, aviation is in your blood. So your grandfather started this business how long ago? It was actually my grandmother, and she started it in the 50s. She opened Fullerton Air Parts over in Fullerton, California. And in the mid-60s, 1965, she started Aircraft Spruce, which back in those days only had one product. It was just spruce wood just to, for people that were at home building airplanes. And over the years, those customers kept asking her, hey, can you add bolts? Can you add oil filters? Can you add instruments? We need all these things to fly. And she just kept adding more and more parts that she could pick up from manufacturers. And now we have the 1,300-page catalog that we have today. So. Yeah, this thing is a brick. It's massive how big their catalog is. I mean, they're the biggest and the best in the biz when it comes to getting aircraft parts for your aircraft. I have to ask you this question. I don't even know if you know the answer, but what's like the number one most ordered part it depends on how you look at it, but it's, it's got to be either probably the Bose or Lightspeed headset. Pretty much everybody wants one of those. Those are the top of the line. If you're looking at sure volume, you'd probably be looking at like an AN365 1032 washer because we probably sell 500,000 of those washers a year. Obviously, at a few cents each, it's not going to be our highest seller in terms of dollars, but in terms of overall moving, that's probably the one. Well, so. I, I don't know if I would have thunk it. Would you thought a washer would have been in the top seller? I was thinking more like aviation oil, but when he started mentioning that washer, it's like, oh, yeah, because I ordered that three different times putting the Mooney together. Yeah. <laughs> you never can have enough. Right. You always you need a few 10, extra. You needed 11. So uh, during the last couple of years, uh, Rob, with the whole COVID thing, how has it affected you guys? Has it affected you much? You were telling us earlier that your instructor actually got a CFI, what, during COVID, and now he's training you? Yeah, that's right. So the COVID thing, it, it's, it's hit us in a few different ways. I think when it first came, we obviously had the safety concern for everybody that was working here. We went through all the protocols to get everybody spaced out. At the same time, we needed to stay open. We have a lot of police outfits, fire safety outfits that order from us, and we are considered in the aviation industry a critical industry for infrastructure. So we had to stay open. We figured out a way to do it safely. You know, there's a little bit of a slowdown in terms of amount of what people were flying at that time. And then it really picked up that summer of 2020. And since then, it's been dealing with short staffing, either due to some employees either catching the virus. Fortunately for us, we haven't had any really serious cases. And then since then, it's been sort of, there's been some supply issues. Well, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. I mean, we're not far from like Long Beach, where all the containers are offshore still. Has that affected you guys a lot? Or you figured out a way to navigate these uh, shortages enough? It has affected us. Fortunately, it's sort of been with the each of our segments of our business, so for example, oil may have experienced a shortage at some point in the pandemic, but maybe during that time, avionics weren't so affected. So we were able to still ship avionics and everything else that a guy might need, but there might be a back orders on oil. And then it might have gone to avionics shortly after we got the oil. So fortunately for us, it hasn't all hit at once, and sort of each segment of our business has sort of gone through that. Hopefully we're on the other side now. It seems that the manufacturers are sort of planning for it now where they weren't so prepared for that pre-pandemic. But now the parts are starting to come in regularly and hopefully the back orders start to go down a little bit. And you can just call them up at Aircraft Spruce and they can uh, give you the lowdown. And when your part is available, they'll work with you on that. They got a whole call center downstairs at uh, this facility. They have uh, quite a few people working here making this stuff run like a fine oiled machine, I would assume. Wouldn't you think, Dennis? I think so. And I've never had a problem with any order I've placed. Everything 
everything has shown up when expected. In fact, some items are back ordered and they actually wound up showing up, you know, like the next day. So you've amazed me and you were the reason I was able to get the Mooney back in the air so quickly after the engine overhaul. The next time you'll have to fly your plane out here, hopefully, right? I flew here, you know, back in the late 80s when I was stationed with the Air Force and it would really be fun to go back to those old haunts again now with my own airplane. Well, next time we come out this way, Rob, hopefully you'll have your private pilot's license. We'll come back out, do another tour. I agree. I hope uh, next time you guys are back, I have the private pilot ticket and you guys are welcome back anytime. I love chatting with you guys and um, glad to help you with the plane. And uh, the website for Aircraft Spruce is? www.aircraftspruce.com or you can call in to 877-4-SPRUCE. So either way, we're ready for you and we're glad to help you keep your plane flying. Well, that sounds great, Rob. Now, I really appreciate the fact that they took time to let us uh, tour the factory there. Uh, in Corona, California. That was nice. But how do you uh, actually afford all those aircraft parts? I mean, you spent, what, two grand on the Mooney when you had your engine overhaul at Aircraft That was probably a conservative number uh, just at Aircraft Spruce. Well, uh, there you go. bolts and nuts and motor mounts and little things like that. Well, we have some uh, ideas or some things you might want to consider to help offset those costs or how to manage them better next on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. The landing is your first impression. It's your it's your superhero handshake. We were all meant to fly. Spread your wings across the universe and you'll find that it's your time to fly. This is Just Playing Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and share a few tips on how to make your uh, pilot life just a little bit more manageable. You know, when it comes to owning an aircraft, you can never, you know, spend enough on it. And uh, whether whether it's ordering parts at Aircraft Spruce or just uh, knickknacks that you need to get, uh, you know, just apparel, God knows what else. Uh, it might be good to kind of start planning this from a financial standpoint. And we're still in January. People are starting to kind of figure out how to do their taxes uh, for last year. This might be the time to think of a, what, an aircraft parts uh, management account? 
Or what do you well, think? Dennis? What most people talk about is setting up a maintenance reserve fund for your airplane. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially now that we just put a new engine in the Mooney, right. you know, we're expecting to fly this for at least the next 2000 hours. So you take that $30,000 you spent and divide that by 2000 hours, you get a cost per hour that you want to spend for an overhaul. Right. Yeah. And so ideally you go and set aside that six or $10 an hour, whatever it wind up calculating out to be, you go and put that in a savings account or checking account somewhere. And you just, every hour you fly, you throw a few dollars in there to, to cover that. And hopefully by the time your 2000 hours are up, you've also got the money for, you know, your next overhaul. Mm-hmm. But if you've looked at the banking industry lately, they don't pay a lot of interest on that account. Um, and maybe there's some better ways. And I, I ran across a, an article on Flying Magazine talking about how you should maybe talk to a financial advisor or talk to your investment broker or your investment bank and set up an actual investment account and maybe consider instead of putting that money just in a checking account that's earning almost nothing, you know, you could look at putting it into mutual funds uh, and maybe even going with a what they call it an indexed fund where it's you know, set up to mature at 20, you know, 20 years down the road or something like that, whatever you expect to uh, have for your life expectancy of that engine overhaul. Hmm. And at least that way, the airplane's working for you. And maybe through the uh, compounding interest and things like that, you actually have to put less money in for your overhaul than if you were to just write a check every month for the number of flight hours. And I thought that's really kind of a a smart way to approach this, you know, make that money work for you. Cause God knows you work hard enough to get the money in the first place. And it, you know, while it is fun to get a brand new engine, it's also painful to write that check. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, and if you talk to your tax advisor, depending on what you're doing, if you're just doing, you know, flying your plane for fun is one thing, but if you're flying it for business or you're a flight instructor or whatever, there obviously is some tax advantages that you need to take advantage of. Uh, because it's kind of like a business expense, and uh, you know that's that's a question for your tax advisor, I guess. But but there's definitely some elements there you need to consider as well, right? Yeah, certainly things like depreciation um, on assets and stuff like that. If you have a way to you know write off the airplane as part of your business, uh, then definitely take advantage of that. I mean, if you're a CFI and you're you know renting your airplane out. Uh, there's definitely a lot more options than there are for me that just owns the airplane for for fun and. I get to use it for my own training and my own uh, personal gain. Mm-hmm. There you go. So it just depends on how you're using it. But once again, there's plenty of options available for sure. So uh, exploit them as you see fit. And that's what all we'll say about that. All right. So uh, look, if you want to make uh, aviation your career, though, here's a, a top. What is this? A top 10 list of the most popular or just 10 options to consider in the aviation industry or what what is this actually it's the top 10 most in demand careers according oh, to the okay. the job search firm js firm uh, mm-hmm. they're a leading uh, uh com- place to go if you're you know if you're a pilot or in aviation and looking for aviation specific jobs js firm has got a pretty good uh portal there to get you connected with people who are actually hiring all right so let's work through them. What do we got? Well, the first one is probably comes as no surprise to anybody, but the most in-demand aviation job right now would be what, Greg? Mechanic. Close. Flight That's number instructor. two. But a, a pilot. Oh, just, just a pilot, of course. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have a pilot shortage, yeah. right? You know. Obviously, but I don't equally, have the list in front of me like Dennis does. <laughs> <laughs> but equally important is the AMPs and IAs because without them, 
uh, us pilots are not going anywhere and right. there is definitely a shortage of mechanics as well. So, you know, I, I encourage you, if you have an interest in aviation, but really don't want to fly, but you love getting your hands dirty and wrenching and things like that, become an A&P. It, it, it'll be very rewarding. So that's and one and knows? two, uh, respectfully, you know, they're, they're right there. Pilots and then mechanics shortly thereafter is the yeah, most the- in-demand aviation career. And then after that, what do we got? Well, number three kind of ties in with the AMP, but it's a little bit more specialized, and that's an avionics technician. And if you look at what's happening with our airplanes today, I mean, everybody wants a glass panel. Everybody wants new Avidine navigators installed. Well, uh, it takes a little bit more work than you know your typical AMP uh, is going to usually dive into. You want to get a dedicated avionics shop that specializes in all the electronics and understands radio frequency implications, antenna wiring, and things like that. So. Uh, avionics technicians is definitely another in-demand and well-compensated uh, career you could look at. Well, that's so that's like an avionics uh, IT guy, right? You no, know, an avionics installer. You know, basically they're doing everything from you know installing with you know nuts, bolts, and rivets to the wiring and cabling and connecting all the pieces together. And yeah, some days I think it takes an IT career to get right this this uh, GPS to talk to this display unit to talk to that autopilot. Yeah. Uh, it's avionics definitely a lot of nerd. Got it. Okay. Got it. That's one. Number four is what? Number four is just a sheet metal technician, somebody that knows how to work with metal, um, whether that's punching holes, drilling, you know, driving rivets, things like that. So sheet metal work, being able to do, you know, whether it's repairing in an airframe or maybe working for an aircraft manufacturer and, and knowing how to uh, work the metal, um, that could be very helpful. Sure. Go to work at Cessna or Boeing. And uh, let's see, number five of the most well, in-demand aviation careers is? An aviation engineer. Somebody to design all this stuff and make it work. Yeah. Somebody's got to take that idea and translate it into drawings that the sheet metal technician and the avionics and the AAPs can actually work with. So there you go. Okay. Well, that, that would be a great gig. Okay. And now number six. I think finally we get to what I threw out, right? Yeah, you did. The flight instructor. Mm-hmm. And they're in demand because, well, they're a pilot too. But beyond that, we need instructors to train the next generation of pilots. And unfortunately, there's a vacuum out there right now in in the form of the airlines that is grabbing those good flight instructors that are just getting into their their peak and they get that 1,500 hours and they're gone. And now who's left to... Uh, train the next guy. No well, one. You're stuck with me. Yeah. Well, okay. Stuck or, you know, maybe it's a bonus depending you're on. You're benefiting who you get. from my, me. Sure. Well, let's go with that. Right. Number seven, uh, a dispatcher. And I don't think people give this a lot of uh, respect, but the dispatcher is the people that are working behind the scenes at the airlines and at some of the larger uh, charter type companies that actually put together the flight plans, figure out the routes, try to keep you out of bad weather, keep you above uh, the turbulence, things like that. Um, they do a lot of the flight planning calculations and grunt work so that the pilots can get in the airplane. So when when you see that airline captain walking down with that big rip of paper, that's his flight plan. Well, he didn't file that. He had a dispatcher do all that for him and gave him his release. Well, so if you like to tell people where to go, a dispatcher in the aviation community might be a, a good gig for you. <laughs> that sounds like something for me, huh? <laughs> Number eight is a line service technician. And this these are the unsung heroes of general aviation. Uh, these are the guys that come out and meet you with the wands and park you and get you your red carpet and gas up your airplane. If you have a big enough airplane, they also are the ones that empty your lavatory and all that fun stuff. 
Hmm. And, you know, people do not give them the respect that they deserve. That is for certain. For sure. I mean, I've worked at a line. My son has worked on the line and it's, you do a lot of work. You're, you know, pushing around millions of dollars with the airplanes and, you know, all of that responsibility and making sure that you get your gas, your coffee, your donuts and get yourself pushed out. It's a lot of work. There you go. And nine is managers. Manage- and 10 is sales and business professionals. And I, I Somebody's got to sell me the plane. That's right. right. If you get into management, you're, you're golden. So we'll leave it at that. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So, you gonna ride shotgun with me, help me fly? That's the plan. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis navigating the latest aviation news and information. All right, so we've given you a few tips on what you could pursue as an aviation career if you so choose. Now it's just time to educate you a little bit more. So you could uh, say you wanted to rent a big old airplane, and I mean really big. I haven't even seen one of these things out on the tarmac yet. Have you? Uh, I have, actually. They've flown them into AirVenture occasionally. Uh, Airbus has their Belugas. Boeing has their uh, Dreamlifter, which is uh, you know kind of their equivalent. Yeah. Basically, it's it's an oversized airliner. They make a huge you know fuselage bubble on it so that it can handle things like an entire wing for a large airliner. And so Airbus had created these this fleet of specialty airplanes because the Airbus factories are distributed throughout the EU. Mm-hmm. So they may have a wing being built in Italy, for instance, and the fuselage is in Toulouse and the tail sections coming from somewhere else. And they got to get all those various parts. Well, you know, you can't send it all by rail. Uh, so they created this fleet of airliners. Well, now the A380 is winding down. They're not going to be building anymore, so they don't need to be, you know, crisscrossing, hauling wing sections. So they've decided that there may be a lucrative market here to lease these airplanes out to the air cargo market to haul things like oversized space, uh, oil exploration, military cargoes, things like that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, can't fit in a 747. Right. Or, uh, you know, rappers that have way too much money and don't know how to burn it quick enough. Uh, that, that kind of thing. Hadn't really thought of that market, but yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, the, things is, the thing is, when you look at them, they, they do have the kind of that bulbous front to them of a beluga whale or even like a sperm whale kind of thing. It, they don't look like they're supposed to be flying or it couldn't fly. They look really odd to me. Are you with me on this or no? I am, and you know, they may not be the fastest in the world, but right. given but the, the, the challenges point. that we're seeing right now with, you know, the, how many ships did we see backed up at Long Beach, you know, right. and that that kind of thing is really causing big disruptions in the global supply chain. So if you really need to get stuff there, like look at the dish challenge with McDonald's having to charter airliners to get French fries to Tokyo. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
there's there's other challenges you know the automotive industry could be seeing this where they might wind up you know transporting entire cars you know inside of a beluga to get it there because of uh you know a backup at some port where they can't get them you know trucked out or something they may need to fly a whale to the aquarium in georgia or something from overseas and why not use the beluga one well that only seems appropriate right right it's a beluga in a beluga hello right Exactly. Do we have any idea how much you're going to lease these things for, or is that like? I think if, if you got to ask, you, can't, ask, right, you right. can't afford it, right? That's what I figured. Well, we'll it'll be interesting to see if uh, we see any more of those. I, I haven't seen one of them uh, yet. I've seen the Dreamliner one, which is what? What's the number on that one? Is that like seven eighty seven or no? Yeah, it's built yeah. off the seven eighty seven Dream uh, Dreamliner, but it's mm-hmm. the Dream Lifter. Dream or actually, Lifter, they okay. also have a version that's built off the seven forty seven uh, with the big big fuselage on it so okay there's a couple different options out there yeah um and then remember too the russians they've got the world's largest plane that antonov what an 225 yeah and that thing you know every anytime it shows up on a ramp somewhere somebody's posting a picture to social media with you know that they can take entire fire trucks and and move you know huge military cargoes around the world with that thing sure yeah i mean when you do see one of these big monster planes i mean it is a uh, showstopper no matter what airport you're at. I was, I don't know if I was up in uh, New York or some, one of the major uh, airports, maybe it was Atlanta. I don't know. But uh, I remember being in a restaurant that had a view of the tarmac and all of a sudden one of these big 787s landed. I'm like, holy crap. It was like uh, impressive. Uh, But, and it turned a few heads, you know, even with all the traffic and everything, when you get one of the big monster aircraft landing in your airport, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Let me put it that way. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're flying around in smaller airplanes, you really take notice quickly. Yeah. Well, um, you know, being that we're fresh from California, I think it's only appropriate we address the traffic. It sucks <laughs> on the West Coast. It's terrible. And, uh, you know, I will say that they have probably been. Uh, Jonesen for flying cars even more than I have over the years because, yeah, they really need it. They need it like yesterday. And uh, I don't know, maybe we're, we keep talking about these stories pop up all the time. We've been covering them for years on Just Plain Radio and just, and nothing ever comes to fruition. But there's a new flying car or at least new to us. And uh, this is from where exactly? It's out of Slovakia. It's of called, course, that's where you very, expect very, that uh, to come from. You know, <laughs> very ironic name. It's called the Air Car. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Original, Boy, right? Hard, hard to guess on that one. Marketing mm-hmm. team needs some help there. But uh, it actually earned its airworthiness certificate this week. And, you know, looking at this, it is probably the closest thing I've seen to an actual, you know, flying car as far as appearance. Yeah. It kind of looks like somebody took, you know, a set of Cessna wings and grafted them onto the front of a Lamborghini. Um, but I, I watched the video up on the BBC showing, you know, this thing in, in flight. And after they landed, the wings kind of fold up like a, a Corsair would from World War II, you know, to tuck away on the carrier. Right. So the wings fold up, but then they pivot to the rear. So they go behind the car yeah. and the tail booms actually pull in like hydraulically. They actually 
shorten up so they have the 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 aircraft grows in length so the tail is out at an appropriate you know distance from the propeller it's very transformer like. up yeah, yeah it is really neat and then you know you hop in it looks like a supercar you know you mm-hmm. got two seats up front conventional window and you know, no, it's got it like kind of reminds sunroof. me it has a black and white color scheme from the pictures we're looking at it looks like speed racers car with wings it's like if you took Speed Racer and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and merged them together, uh, is is kind of what you have. I mean, because it looks to me, it looks more like a car than a, any kind of aircraft. Because some of these look more, you know, more flying like. You know what I mean? This look definitely looks more car like to me. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it it doesn't solve the problem though of getting stuck in traffic on the on the two ten or something like that where. Oh, darn it. There's the traffic jam. I'll just deploy my wings and take off vertically. You're still going to need to go to an airport for this thing to get off the ground. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at least you can look for an exit and go find an airport somewhere like maybe San Bernardino and just taxi out on the ramp. and off. Or an old dirt road with no wires above it. I mean, you know, I mean, it could take off with a grass field, couldn't it? As long as you You could. Yeah, certainly. I mean, mean, can you imagine, though, that going out for the $100 hamburger or go fly into the Flying Cafe? Uh, you're no longer restricted to going to, like, the cafe at Flabob Airport like we did. where you Go to the drive-thru. Exactly. <laughs> you could go to the McDonald's Museum and get a McDonald's takeout next door and then uh, right. go back to the airport. Which hey, we, we did go. that in California as well. They, you know, there was, those guys were pretty friendly. We saw the, what, the first ever McDonald's ever built. And that was where and. Where were we that exactly? Was, that was in San Bernardino. Okay. It was the first right. McDonald's. Um, and it's an unofficial museum, but it was uh, uh, set up by the McDonald brothers. So that was the first location for their, their hamburgers. And they still have the sign out front. Yeah. They got every McDonald's uh, Happy Meal toy ever made pretty much. I don't know. I, it was, I can't. It was nuts. Uh, but they had no food whatsoever. <laughs> Nope. That was it a little was depressing. I was like, McDonald's. I was expecting to, uh, we'd be able to get a cheeseburger and a milkshake and tour. The, nope, no, nope, none of that. It was just all the Happy Meal toys and Ronald McDonald statues, Hamburglar, you know, and all those guys. It was Mayor McCheese. <laughs> it was, it was a unique place. It was very yeah, unique. Yeah. Took us back to our youth, you know. How many uh, birthday parties did you know you take your kids to at the uh, at the McDonald's, and they had all of those uh, little memorabilia things out there? So. Right. Yes, I remember having this. Oh my God, it's worth how much now? Oh my God. Or, yeah. or even more hilarious was one of the display cases that had all the styrofoam packaging that all the stuff used to come in. There was like right. a McRib, uh, a McRib box, and the McNuggets were in styrofoam, and you know so much, you know so much foam, and now everything is you know styrofoam and cardboard. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, a very unique uh, attraction there in San Bernardino. I, I'd highly recommend it. Uh, the people there are very nice, and we got to give a little tip of the hat to them if you go out there to the left coast. Put it on your list of things to see, and on that note we'll wrap it up for this week till next time remember there's no better high than learning to fly just plain radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. i say we take off and nuke the entire site from morbid your aviation resource on the information super skyway it's the only way to be sure just plain radio is a production of overboard entertainment incorporated but just plain wrong remember you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. i'm gonna leave my people up to the radio tower so tell a friend and take off every week with just plain radio and i'm gonna make a call the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Bye, bye.
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far across the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 